Welcome to the Health Shift Revolution, Bakersfield, California's premier holistic health network featuring Roland Brown and Bobby Perrine. Two completely different guys on the same path with the knowledge, experience, and no-nonsense approach to help you navigate the way through the difficult journey of finding your way to holistic health. We're glad you stopped by. Take a second, slow down, and you just might discover that your goals are closer than you think. Take it away, guys. Live. All right, man. Welcome to Health Shift Revolution, everybody. How's everybody doing today? How about you, Roland? I am great, Bobby. How are you this morning? I'm not perfect because I'm not going to claim that again because you attacked me last time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that I attacked you so much as, you know, modified that reality. <laughs> Define, we have to worry about Define definitions that. here. There you and go. I am you. doing very well. I got up at five. I did not want to get up. I did not want to exercise. I did anyway. I was exercising by 5.15, cooked breakfast for my girls, got them off to work, went to the grocery store, took a shower, and guess what, man? Welcome to the health shift revolution, man. Good for you. Good for you. Well, I got up at four, and uh, I went my coffee run and got to the studio and met my first client, and they worked out this morning first right on then second and third and fourth and everyone else has worked out and now here i am nine o'clock you and me bro and the health shift revolution is alive and well man we're well. doing well i work out later on after that yeah i'm I, I have a secondary workout i do in the afternoon because of my uh arthritis and gotcha. i can't yeah i sit for a long time and i and i do the podcasts and i work on my youtube page and stuff for and then i get up and walk around every 30 minutes right because i have yeah. to and then by the afternoon i'm so stiff and sore and hurt i just go ahead and stretch out and do some yoga so perfect perfect well you know that that's a that's a great point you just uh brought up and that's something that we want to talk about today um is is the fact that you know you sit and you do your work and you've got to work on the computer you've got to do something sitting but you get up every 30 minutes and you walk walk yeah. around, move around. And that's probably the first key we want to get for people who are bound to a desk, you know, occupationally. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so it becomes important for us to get to that place where we're mindful that the body needs to move. And then, you know, this study came out about, I sent that, you know, copy of that article to you about, yeah. you know, how movement uh, or how sitting, you know, is so basically deadly. You know, yeah, it's detrimental to your health. Totally detrimental sit. to your health, and uh, and yet, um, the you know this this solution is that simple: get up, walk around for five minutes for every half hour you're sitting. Yeah. And um, but the fact that they you know we had to go to some intensive study about that is what tickles me. You know, that is that makes the headlines. Oh my gosh! Guess what? Walking around is good for you. Um, <laughs> I know that's not news. news. I that's just, not news. <laughs> I need, I, man, I'm telling you, we need to get some, we need to get a grant for common sense. You know, <laughs> we need to say, we got to get, my wife's a grant writer. I need to talk to her about that. I just want, I want a grant for common sense. Just common and, sense. Uh, just common sense. And, and that's all I want to do. I want, I want to preach and teach common sense. And I know. See, yeah. This and just get, in, exercise paid. makes you live longer. Exactly. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Well, you know, I, I we were talking about uh, you know what our topic was going to be today. We're talking about the uh, the idea of uh, longevity, and yeah. that's what came to me uh, came to mind. And you know, um, we have a lot of uh, there's a lot of information, and, and a lot of the, the when we talk about setting goals, and we were talking about resolutions last week and things like right. that. And most of the goals, and I think one of the things that we suffer from in America today, in our society today, in the world today is a a short-term mindset. Um, We don't ask, you know, what do I want to be doing? You know, it used to be you go on a job interview and they'd ask you, you know, well, where do you see yourself in five years? You know, and and stuff like that. And and you've got to talk to them about, you know, about the fact that, well, I see myself, you know, in management and all that kind of stuff. When you know five years from now, you're going to be doing something totally different, not even be with these guys. You just need a job today. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But you know how to play the game. Absolutely. But the question that no one seems to ever ask is, how do you want to be five years from now? Yeah, I like that better than where do you where do you see yourself in five years? It's like it's like that thing that when people ask me how I am, I always say, are you happy? Right. <laughs> it goes <laughs> deeper than where am I going to be in five years? It's yes. How am I going to feel in five years? What exactly? What's going to happen? What am I yeah. going to be capable of in five years? You know. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, my hope today is we get people to start getting a vision for their physical well-being. Yeah. The same kind of vision that you, you know, when you lay down and you see, you know, I'm working so hard for this position in my life or this occupation in my life, or I'm, I'm, I'm busting my butt to get through school, you know, so I can do this, you know, with, with yeah. my occupation and things like that. We have so much... Uh, there's there's so much of this mindset of my goals are uh, are the focus and the purpose, but you never think in terms of am I going to be capable once I get to that point? You know, right. so if I if I finish you know school, what am I going to do with retirement? I'm looking forward to retirement, but how am I going to be spending that time? You know, what are you looking at, and 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 how are you going to fulfill it? How are you going to fulfill right. those dreams if you have let your physical uh, body, if you let the only body you have, you know, right. fall apart on you? Yeah, that's uh, why we talk about on. That's why we talk about holistic health. It's it's not just your education. It's not just your mental health. It's it's everything. It's your body, your mind, and your spirit, and all those things fit together. And if you only pursue one and and forget about the other two you're not going to end up in a very good place five years from now. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And that and, includes Roland. That includes the people who uh, only do physical fitness. Absolutely. <laughs> going to end up in a absolutely. bad place. Absolutely. There's a, there's a reality that, you know, we talk about balance, but we also know that in life, certain aspects of life are going to take priority. You know, we're, we're, we're not good uh, at, at creating a balance as creatures, you know, there's right. a time we're going to be focusing on this one particular area more than others, but it should never be to the detriment of others, you know, of the right. others. So there's a, there's a requirement. And I think so often, um, again, it goes back to teaching people, what do I need to know in order to accomplish, you know, this, what habit do I need to create so that I'm capable of doing, you know, A, B or C, for the rest of my life, you know? And so we always go back to that first thing, you know, walking is the, is, is the one, you know, 
thing that you can continually do all your life and you can start it today and you can keep yeah. going today. And the idea is I want to do something that says, okay, today I see myself being able to do this movement or this type of movement all the time. And my goal is I don't want that to diminish. Right. So if I'm going to do this, I'm going to train myself in this way. I'm going to get out and I'm going to walk every day. So if I walk three miles a day or two miles a day or whatever it is, that I'm going to walk those two miles in a way that's intensive enough for me to continually produce benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was thinking today when you were, when you were talking about the, what we were going to talk about and longevity is the thing that we all want. I mean, we all want to live a long time, but we don't think about how well we want to live that long time. Correct. I don't want, I don't want to be 95 years old and, and wear a diaper and somebody's wiping my hind end for me. I don't need that. Right. Right. I want to live. I want to live until I die. And that's, that may just be a meme and that may just be a country Western song, but I want to live until I die. And that means something to me. Yes. And, and that's that idea that uh, I want to be, I want to, I want to discover what I'm capable of. In other words, you know, I yeah, know people I who are, are in their nines. My father-in-law, we play cribbage a lot together. Okay. And so we were, I was over at the house the other day. I remember last week it was really windy. We had a really windy day and yeah. we were concerned about the gusts and stuff like that. Well, he was concerned about, you know, uh, this piece of foam that he had covering an area on the roof that he was concerned it would blow away, but it's necessary because of the rain and stuff. He had it up there and, it, and, you know, he lives a nice two-story house and, you know, everything else. And, and so we're sitting there and we're talking, and he says, man, I got to go up on the roof and uh, <laughs> put that, put that sledgehammer. He got a sledgehammer, he got a 16 pound sledgehammer. I need to go up on the roof, put the sledgehammer up on, on hold that piece of foam down. I'm just kind of concerned about it. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at him and I'm like, you're not going up on the roof. He's like, yeah, man, I got to go up there. And, and, yeah, he is. Okay, now, he's 90. My father-in-law is 90. Okay. And, uh, and he lives by himself and he does his stuff. And he's, he's got this big property and uh, he is one of the most incredibly capable people I have ever met. And right. yet he's 90. So, I know he will do that. I know he will carry a 16 pound sledgehammer up a ladder, throw it up there, step up on the roof, you know, and he will go up there. I know he will do it at the pace that he can do it. But I know that if I don't intercede, he will do it. And right. so I said, man, I'll take care of that for you. Okay. Now I haven't been on a roof since I was a teenager. You know. <laughs> I pay people to go on the roof. <laughs> I have no need to climb up on a roof, especially on a two-story house. Okay, right. that means I got to go one level up, and then I got to go up the other level because that's where the right. problem was. And I'm like, you know, my heart's racing about ninety miles an hour. You know, as I'm climbing up top of this thing because I'm not a big fan of um, heights in high wind. I can go up on stuff, but I like rails and windows around me when I'm up high. So, 
<laughs> so I get up on top of the roof. I get up on the first level, and I'm like, all right, that ain't bad. Yeah, cool. And I go up, and I look over the corner, and there's another ladder that he had set up to go from the first level to the second level. Right on. Okay, so now I got to go, oh, I got to go up another ladder <laughs> to go up on the other side. That's, and and that dude, ladder's not on the ground. That's No, the that's, on the, that's on the roof. That's on the that roof does, on the second level. Yeah, that's so I go, I go up and get down. Now the whole thing, oh, the whole thing takes me about literally five minutes. You know, it felt like right. an hour, but it only took me about five minutes to clamber up and clamber down. But it was, it was hilarious, and I'm, I'm looking at this and realizing that the foam piece that's up there, he climbed up there and put it up there. The other stuff right. that's up there already, he had already done this. Now he does this stuff because we don't know it, but he had already done everything. I just happened to be there when he made the announcement that I'm going to, I need to do this. And so I could volunteer to take care of that for him. Right. But the reality is, yeah. However many months ago, he decided that that needed to be put up there and stuff. He had already done all that. Well, here's the funny he's thing. 90. He said, he's 90, right? He's 90. And everybody's like, man, that, that old man can get up there. That's cool. But here's the reality of the situation. Even at your age, men can't do that. That's the that's thing. A- you know what, Bobby? That's, that's the sad part. That is true. That is that is true. Yeah. I, at so you doing it was, things. you doing it was phenomenal. Him doing it was amazing. You're like what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess you know I had not even thought about it like that. Right. I that had not even crossed my mind. The fact that yeah. you know there's a 23 year age difference between the two of us, and I'm like. You know, I'm the kid. He's got no, but that old man's got no business climbing up there. Right. <laughs> because I never think of myself as an old guy. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't register in my brain that I, you know, couldn't do that. Exactly. That's, and that that's right funny. there, that's the thing that people look at me and they're like, you're 60, you're, you're almost 60 years old, man. What are you doing? And I'm like, what I've always done. I Yes. What I've always done. I was hurt for a little while, for 10 years, but I'm back. I mean, whatever. Right. right. So 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. Think yes. about it, man. You're going to live a long ass time. And if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to go up and put a 16 pound sledgehammer on the roof when you're 90 years old. <laughs> exactly. And you know, it's funny because I realized something because I've always, this is something I preach, you know, constantly. Um, I, I, as I said, there's a 23 year age difference between myself and my father-in-law. My mother's also 90 years old and she's just as active. She, she hasn't, she'll never go on a roof anyway, but that's a different story. Cause she's a lady. She said, she doesn't right. think that way. Okay. And, uh, she's capable, but she's like, uh, no, <laughs> right. she didn't, she didn't do that when she was 20. So, <laughs> but the thing I, I realized, I tell people, all the time, uh, my clients who are starting, you know, in their 50s and my clients who are starting in their 40s and their 50s and things like that, they have parents who are in their 70s and 80s and 90s like I do. Right. And your reality is if you have an active parent who is 20 plus years older than you, then you can see the minimum level of activity that's capable for you. Okay. However, you've got 20 plus years of training ahead of you. Right. Imagine what you could be when you get to be that age. And that's how I see it. When I look and see 
you know, how well my father-in-law and my mother live life today at 90. And I realize that with my knowledge and with my current training regimen, just doing what I do today, I would be so much greater in terms of quality of life and quality of movement, you know, obviously barring anything unforeseen, but if just life just kept going on as it is, 23 years more of training from now is what I have under my belt. My body at 90 is going to be amazingly surprising. Amazing. Yeah. And that's what I, that's the thing that I talked about last, uh, last time we talked on the guitar, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, you can lament all you want. I wish I would have stayed in shape in my forties. Right. Well, get in shape now. It's, it's still, you have two decades and two decades of playing the guitar is I'm going to be an amazing guitar player. That's just the way it is. I'm going to have amazing health. And these are the things, these are the things that we need as a, culture to reinstill in our our youth and reinstill in everyone you have so much capability and you're just wasting it right (laughs) you're just wasting it and you know and it's it's that that second part um of of instilling this in our youth is becomes incumbent upon us to demonstrate a life well lived when it comes to our physical well-being so yep. that we can pass that on to our children and grandchildren. You know, I, as I said, I've got a, my grandson's 15 months old. My first grandson's 15 months old. Okay. Uh, he's going to be a teenager, you know, at the time when I'm almost, almost 90. I still won't even be 90 when he's 16. But the reality is that I'm going to be in my 80s. And I want to be able to do things with him that are physical, that are fun. I want to be able to go with them. They go hiking. My son-in-law, they like to hunt. They do this stuff. If they just want to be able to go out wherever, if I want to take him somewhere, if we just want to go to a game or go to a museum or go somewhere, I want to be able to, my goal is to keep up Yeah. and actually to do more than keep up. My goal is to lead. I want to be in front, follow me, let's go this way. You know, I want to be able to do that because my, my responsibility is to lead him in life as well to input and speak into his life because there's going to be, he's going to be 16 and there's going to be like every other 16 year old, his parents will all of a sudden be the stupidest people on earth. Absolutely. So who's he going to talk to? That's what grandparents are for. That's what the next next up. He's going to talk to grandpa because he's never going to see grandpa as stupid, right? Because it just doesn't work that way. We don't see grandpa as stupid. Grandpa was wise. Grandpa was old. It's like, how did you raise such a stupid kid, grandpa? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's the idea. My daughter is not going. He's not going to listen to my daughter and grandson. We've all been through that as parents. Okay, it'll be the time where I'm capable of speaking into his life. And speaking to his life is going to happen at those times when we're out together, just hanging out. You know, I was thinking earlier when you were talking that your, your dad and mom are really healthy and they're, and you're really healthy and you just keep passing that down. And I'm a product of hillbillies. So my grandparents just worked until they died. I mean, they were rail thin and smart and 
tenacious and worked hard and overcame all kinds of obstacles. So that was instilled in me. And now I'm instilling it in my children and my children are working hard and you know, healthy and active and everybody in my family. So this whole thing, it's generational. And it's the same thing when you have overweight parents, Yes, you see a lot of overweight kids and and in my head, I always think ahead for those people. And I'm thinking you're going to have a bad life. You're giving your kid a bad life and then you're giving your grandchildren a bad life. And at some point somebody needs to wake up to the fact. And it's just like, Education, um, educated families usually lead to educated children, usually lead Correct. to educa- educated grandchildren. And yes. we pass these traits on to our kids and our grandkids. And uh, you made me realize that I took my grandfather's active life and made it mine and gave it to my kids. Exactly. And now my kids are giving it to my grandchildren. Hope my One of my grandchildren is uh, 12. The oldest one's 12 and the youngest one is four, I think. Right four or five and they're all crazy active in the park readers all all the things that i did in front of my kids my kids are doing in front of their kids look what's happening correct if so the health shift revolution if we can just convince one person we've changed generations that's just the way it is exactly exactly and you know and people often um you know, we talk about that. You mentioned something about the fact that, okay, if you tend to be obese or overweight and you lead that, and that's the legacy you leave to your children. One of the realities is it's, it's very difficult to lose weight or change your fitness habits. When you grow up in an environment where you are unconditionally loved and nobody and and, 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 and and nobody talks about physical things because so now you grow up and you go, well, my mom is like this. And I hear this. In fact, you hear right. this from your female clients, one of my female clients, you know, well, you know, these hips run in my family or this you know, runs in my family. You know, yeah, I hear and, that a lot too. And, and, and I, my response to this is nobody runs in your family. That's the problem. <laughs> 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 that's the problem <laughs> if anybody ran this wouldn't be there okay yeah. so you start this process of getting people to change the way they look and then to do this from an inspirational and aspirational vision or mindset right. my goal isn't again to denigrate my past or to you know, create this, you know, a negative image about how well I was loved, but understand that I was given everything I needed, everything that um, I, I could, that has brought me success to this point by these people who love me so well. However, there's this particular area that we fall short. And now I want to break the cycle. I want to, I want to create a new legacy. I want to create yeah. a new vision for this part so that I'm not going through these situations where I'm, I, my kids have to take care of me the way I'm having to take care of my folks because they have lost the ability to take care of themselves. Yep. And or so, I lost them all. I lost them early. Or I lost them early. Yes. And do exactly. I want my kids to lose me early? No, Correct. I don't. And we, we start doing this. So if you've got a, a, a son or a daughter, you know, my, my thing was, okay, my daughters I have to be able to walk them down the aisle. 
you know, and so I was privileged to walk my daughter down the aisle, you know, walk my daughter's down the aisle and to yeah. be able to do that. And then to, to do that first daddy daughter dance, you know, and actually, you know, dance it, you know, my, my oldest daughter, you know, went to the whole, she was one of those had to do the whole, you know, choreographed first dance thing, you know? And so right. we went to another friend of mine and put together a choreographed dance for hers and things like that. And so all of this kind of stuff is, is, is what is capable you know, what you think about, but you don't think about it, you know, uh, 10 years ago. I didn't think about it when she was, you know, five or six or 10, you know, or 12, right. things like that. That didn't cross my mind. But I also didn't worry about it because I knew I could. Right. You know, I knew that if I kept all I need to do is keep doing what I'm doing and I would be able to do that. But that's what we want to, to get this vision, man, of what life can be if you are fully capable when you, at every season of your life. Yep. My wife is uh, 42. She's 16 years younger than I am. And she, like we've talked, yeah. she's been sick for a really long time. And the funny thing is last night she came home and she did some chores and she did her work on her computer and she did her little workout that I gave her, that I designed mm -hmm. for her. And, and then she looked at me and she goes, I hate my new head. And I was like, excuse me? And she said, it's so active now. I just, it flows from one thing into another and mm -hmm. I'm getting everything done. And she said, I'm being, you know, I'm being facetious. I don't yes. hate it, but she said, it's really different. Yes. And, I, and that's the thing when you change like she has, and yes. I'm watching it right in front of me and I'm watching somebody come alive again. And yes. And you know what, when you, when I was overweight and sick and, and in the wheelchair and all the things that happened to me, I felt buried, Roland. Yes. I felt yes. buried alive in, in my life. And now I've, I'm free, man. I'm yes. free. I'm free. I go skydiving and rock climbing and I ride my skateboard and I amaze people with you right. know, the, right. the things that I can do that I think, well, I've been doing it for years now, so it's not right. different. When I step up to a pull-up bar, there is no yep. doubt that I'm what I'm going to do. Right. So I'm watching her come alive. I'm watching her change and watching a smile come back and a sparkle in her eye. And that, yes. that's beautiful. And I think if everybody could just come to the conclusion that you're going to leave a legacy no matter what you do, you're going to yes. give something to your kids no matter what you do. It doesn't matter. Something's going to happen. What do you want to leave them? What do exactly. you want to leave them? And that, that question is, <clears throat> is answerable. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of questions we can't answer in life. We always want this and that. But that's a choice question that you have absolutely power and control over. Yeah. We can control our actions. In fact, that is the only <laughs> thing that we can control. We are gifted with the power of choosing and making decisions for what we will do. We can't, we cannot dictate other people's actions. We can't make other people change. We just like, we can't change the weather. We can't change other people, but right. we can change ourselves and inspire others to follow. And yes. that is, the, that is the key here. It's like, no, you, you can't make anybody work out. But you can work out until someone asks you, hey, I want to yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. 
you yeah. become you become first and foremost what you want to see. And if you want to see this happen in your family, if you want to see this happen in your in your relationships, you want to see things happen, then first become that. And that's as you talked about before, you know, the, the holistic idea here. If you're if you that that applies to your spiritual life, that applies to your emotional yeah. and mental health, that applies to your every aspect of your life. Be who you want to see. And then people will be inspired to follow you. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I perfect. Um, physical health is the easiest one for me. Um, it, it's easy. It's just it's become easy, my, but for a while, for you, work remember, the meat, you right? Didn't, but there was a period of time. See, you know, I, I love your story because your story had a beginning point where you made the decision to do something, yeah, and then you did it. How many? What? 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 Many people don't share is how many times you said no before you finally said yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You don't live, you don't live, you know, in years in bad health without choosing each day to say, nah, maybe tomorrow. Well, I get, it's that first of the month, Monday, beginning of the year, as soon as this happens, as soon as that happens, and then yes. that happens a lot. And then that, that pivot point would come and Monday would go. And I would be like, I'm just too hurt. I, I'm just yes. too sick. I'm just, I'm just too tired. And exactly. So that would pass. And I would think tomorrow and then tomorrow becomes the next Monday. And that next Monday becomes the next month. month. And the next but year. There's, there's a thing about the physical and then right. the mental aspect of it. You, you take care of a, however, you know, do things you love, spend time with people you love, right. do things you, you know, that's the mental health aspect and the spiritual health, you know, I was thinking of, and I want to, I want to cover this. Uh, I'd like to cover this next week because the spiritual health, I think I've got it figured out because people have been asking me, well, what's the spiritual aspect? Um, is it God? Is it religion? Is it? And I'm like, no, the spiritual aspect of this is that little voice inside of you telling you something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure it out and you have to find purpose and meaning and, and a spiritual life is not necessarily geared towards religion. It's geared towards what am I doing wrong? What's my relationship with myself and what's my relationship with other people. And mm-hmm. so I'd like to talk about that next week if we get a chance. I'd love to. Yes. I'd love to. Yeah. Cause that's something that uh, is near and dear to my heart because a lot of it, things have that three pronged aspect. Everything right? is. We were made. Everything. God. You know, yeah. we were, we were created. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Exactly. We were mental health, physical health, spiritual health. health. They're all tied together. Exactly. And without that recognition, uh, especially, and again, our focus is physical. Our focus is the physical because, frankly, the physical is the most neglected. Right. In our society, physical is the most neglected area. Uh, You're either, and and, in fact, it's funny, it's the most obsessed over. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have abs? Do I have abs yet? (laughs) Oh, am I fat? Does this make me look fat? You know, no. Never there, ask me that question. If you have to put, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Will you love me if I get fat? I love this little meme that's out there as kids goes, you know, tell us, ask her, woman, ask her husband, 
excuse me, <coughs> would you love me if I get fat? And then the little voice back in the background of her son goes, but mommy, you are fat. <laughs> Husband gets bailed out. He doesn't have to answer right that on. question. He didn't have to answer it. We obsess well, over this stuff. Am I too thin? Am I too big? Am I too this? When the reality is, am I capable? Am I healthy? Am right. I strong? How do I can feel? I, can I, how do I feel? Exactly. Can I do these things? Form follows function. Athletic people look athletic. Athletic yeah. people look energetic. And you know what? Let me, uh, let me close with this because form that's perfect. Roland, that is perfect. Form follows function yes. because good physical health leads to good mental health it leads to good spiritual health it's the number one thing to get us moving because if we just lay there that's depression and our self-esteem is blown out the door we got nothing but as soon exactly. as we stand up we start to think okay i just did three pull-ups i'm capable and by doing that, I could do four tomorrow. And now I feel better about myself. And now I'm walking down the hallway a little taller and I feel a little better about myself and I'm speaking to other people. This form follows function. Physical health leads to better overall health, period. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So get started. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. And, and don't worry about setbacks. Don't worry about stopping. A momentary setback is nothing. I can go a week without working out. It is not noticeable to anybody on the outside. It's noticeable to you though. Yeah. Yeah. I notice yeah. it, but it doesn't, it, I don't, I don't fear it. I don't worry about it. You know, it's funny. An athlete gets injured and they are stopped in their tracks. You got to have a surgery. You go yeah. through the process, but guess what? All they do is as soon as they are capable is they pick up that level of training again. But if you yeah. look at them, what you see is a fit guy in a cast. Exactly. And I've been there many, many times. Okay. But you don't the sit thing there and is, look at this guy and go, oh, man, dude, you're just <laughs> falling apart. No. All of a sudden you got fat over uh, last week. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't happen that way. There's a built-in reality. And so that's what we're trying to get people to understand about longevity and legacy. If you've been training like these kids are today, you know, J.J. Watt, the football player, just retired. It's 23 years of playing football, of being an athlete. That started when he was 10. And I had to realize right. that he's like 33. So 23 years, he's retiring at 33, but yeah. he has 23 years of doing this particular sport. He's got 23 years of, of training his body vigorously, all yep. of us. And, and so again, it goes back to that. Ironically, 23 years until I'm 90, I have a 23 year future ahead of me. So that as I am training, as I'm doing these things, so everybody, if you are living, breathing, and you are capable, whatever you can do, do. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I always tell my doctors uh, when I get operated on, because I get a lot of operations to get fixed, you know, things. Right. 
and yeah. I have a cast you're, on my leg and I'm stuff. always like, yeah. I'm always like, doc, can I, can I work out? And he's always like, as long as you don't work out your b- lower body. And I'm like, cool. Right. Cause I can exactly. do sit-ups with a cast. I can do push-ups with a cast. I can do pull-ups with a cast. I can work out with weights with a cast. Right. And if you bust my arm, I can do squats. There you go. <laughs> yes, exactly. In fact, when it comes to competition, most of the time it's about overcoming that because we, you get injured. You only get injured using your body. Right. Okay. Right. So if you're in the gym, if you're training or something like that, you're going to strain something. You're going to pull something because you're going to try something yeah. new. Or you're going well, to do something we have leg day. unconsciously, you know, and, and that's and, why we have and, leg day and then we rest. Exactly. Yes. There you go. So there are going to be those times. And, and that's the problem. How you handle setbacks is going to be huge. And most people don't have setbacks to the level of, uh, of a professional athlete. Most people. Right start out they get they get a cold or they get the flu or something in the beginning of their training because they're stirring they get up a shoulder boxes. thing or they get I got a, a shoulder thing exactly <laughs> yes i got a phantom pain in my back i got my you know my butt sore <laughs> whatever it is i felt something you know and that's the good news you felt something let's start with that <laughs> that's did you ever have a shoulder great. thing watching macgyver i don't think oh, you yeah. did yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you, it, it depends on how far you had to reach for that that coke. That's <laughs> oh, I strained my arm reaching for my snack. Yeah, all right, so. brother. You know what? I love you, man. You're, this is this is what America needs. It really is just to just to sit down and talk about it. Just yes. get get the work. Get the work. Look at your child. Look at your grandchild and think, how do and I want plan- them to see me? Plant a future that includes yeah. movement. Plant right a future on. that includes those activities. And Ooh, then that's make, a t-shirt. Then you make a plan. <laughs> then you make a plan to get there. Then you can plan set some mini goals. Plan a right future on. that includes a physical life. Right on. All right, dude. Thank you, brother. See you next As week. Usual. Man, time goes by. Right We're on. This. This, this, Good conversation. Time flies by. Amen. I'll see you next week, bro. Have a great, Bobby. Take care. All right, later. Later. Bye. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Roland and I are grateful for the time you spent with us today. If you liked it, subscribe because we'll be back every week to offer up that rational and reasonable advice on discovering your individual path to holistic wellness. It's time you join the revolution. See you next week.